This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Yes, I am superstitious today because it is cut day and I don't like it. But by the way, this is Arthur Motes and that's Wesley Euler and this is Steelers Nation Radio. Are you superstitious or are you just a little stitious? I'm like superstitious. Uh, I got a whole bunch of that stitiousness going on over here, man. You, in fact, you're making my stitiousness me to go up, man. You, I'm super-duper-duper duper stitious. Super-duper-duper stitious. Yeah, man, that stitiousness be going up, boy. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just going to keep rising until 4 o'clock. Absolutely. Anxiety is through the roof right now. Did they knock on my door? They used yeah, the to ask for the playbook. Are you going to ask for my surface? Is that what you asking for now? Hey, hey, Arthur, hey, bring, bring me a that, surface. We need that tablet back. Bring that back, run that. No, I'll play. I'll Do you at least get one. to keep the gear when you get cut? Like, they don't make you give you hoodies and your shorts back, do they? Or do they? You know, I I never asked. <laughs> because I, t- I never that. had, I never had, I, like, not trying to be funny, like, I never had to experience yeah, that. Yeah. Like, the only time I've ever dealt with any type of release was just the injury settlement sure. coming from AZ. And that sure. was a total different, like, it's more of the formality. It's kind of yes. like if you take somebody to court and they plead no contest. Well, technically, you're not guilty. It's not this, it's not that, it's just it, it is. So an injury settlement, when you like get done with it, is it's like, all right, you're not cut, you're not on the roster, we're paying you, but yeah, it just is. Yeah. yeah. So I've never had, like, yeah. I never had to worry about that. But I would, ass- I mean, I don't want to assume, because you know what they say about those who assume. Mm. I would just think that whatever the player had in his, like, personal possession, he could keep. Like, certain stuff in the locker you could keep from what I've seen, but to give you full transparency behind the scenes of why I'm sure a lot of the guys never ask or just the depiction of it is bad. When guys get fired in the NFL, mm-hmm. they don't pack their locker. Right. No, the equipment guy throws everything in a black trash bag. They put a piece of tape, they put and your they name in there and just give it to you. <laughs> yeah. So just the image of I just got fired and, and I'm carrying out I'm this carrying black this trash bag, bag like, to my car. Yeah, so just think like what like when you're at your regular job and they give you that nice little box to put everything in and clean out your desk and you actually get to empty out your desk, you probably leave out of there feeling at least I got my pride. Even though they, they fired me, at least I feel better about myself. You don't get that luxury in football. It's literally you're going to come in Pittsburgh. I mean, some of the times they're coming off the practice field and it's like, hey, go shower, go upstairs. No pack your bags. We'll take care of everything. The bag will be at the front. Say goodbye on, on your own time. Like, that's just yeah. the vibe of it. So, yeah, I've never actually. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure they probably throw it in there. Maybe. Yeah, I don't think. Listen, I don't think they're going to give somebody else. A pair yeah, of I, I, you no, sh- no, uh, I guess uh-uh, you never mind. No, you're right. Because for right. a fact, there is a whole section in every locker used room. Use the apparel. Use the apparel. I promise you Literally, use the apparel. I've seen it before. And, and you will see, like, different numbers crossed out. Oh, as soon as I started God. saying that, I was like, well, wait a second. Hold on. I've seen the body here. I've seen the evidence. What am I saying? Yes. In fact, I mean, I've definitely gifted some of those before. I'm like, hey, hey, hey. 
Can you see the number on that one? Oh, I will show you. Let me get that real quick. Let me run that. The best is when you get the best is when you get the the um like everybody writes their uh, their yeah, number yeah. on their slides. Yes, yes. Like their shower shoes on their yeah. slide. The best is when you see a pair of slides. It's got like three numbers crossed. Cross <laughs> the number's like written off to the side now because the whole front's right. been crossed off. That is ultimately how that demise of how when you're leaving the workplace in the NFL when you're when your services are no longer needed. That's how it is, man. Yeah, that is that. I've seen that, and I'm just like, yo, this is the most humbling, disrespectful way to go about this thing. Like, wow. Yeah, when you hear the word, it's cutthroat. That's that's the type of stuff we talk about right there. It's cutthroat at times, man. That's very cutthroat. Yeah, it challenges you emotionally. Yeah, no, for sure. Where, where's your maturity? If you're not the most mature, like that's a tough situation to handle, baby. That's you, all. You're just going to throw all my stuff in a trash bag. Like, in a legit trash I, I can't make it. First time I saw it, I'm like, yo, what is this? And they're like, yo, they, that guy just got released. It's like, it's like, why is it in a trash bag? I don't know, but that's the trash bag. <laughs> I feel, like yeah, even the, I feel like even the problem children in school who got, yeah. like, expelled and stuff. You don't go all like that. They let them go to their lockers yeah. and, like, clear out their right. locker. Go, go to your locker, clear out your locker, clear out your desk. Think, Wes, if they came in here right now and fired us on the spot, we would still have the luxury of packing our own stuff. Just think about it. Like, it's your own <laughs> the stuff. The engineers come in here, they just throw our yeah. laptop in a trash bag, and like, it'll be down in the no, lobby. No, we, 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 have, we have papers <laughs> hanging up on the wall in here. Think about right. We do. They they unpack like when I Which, tell by you. The way, Thursday. Yeah. Prediction day. By the very way. Very true. Very true. But when I tell you they unpack everything, or they pack up everything, pictures. They're going and they're taking pictures down. They're taking. Oh, oh, you got. Oh, this is this is your lucky shoe that your daughter wore when she was two and gave it to you to put in your locker. Oh, they taking that, throwing in the trash bag as well. I've I've seen it. I have definitely seen it, man. Yeah, and you're just uh, like, wow, y'all, y'all are savages here, bro. I understand here, bro. why that would have some guys feeling some type of way. Yeah. For, for sure. Absolutely that's, right. Hey, that's the cutthroat business Absolutely. that is the National Football League. Absolutely. <laughs> <sighs> but speaking of the National Football League, sometimes it's cutthroat, but sometimes it presents opportunities, man. Mm. And in the midst of the cutthroat opportunity that has been created here in Pittsburgh, we're talking about right tackle and left tackle because I believe this was yesterday's practice. We had a little bit of movement going on, man. Um, no Zach Banner at practice, or excuse me, he wasn't participating in this portion of practice. So essentially how this thing played out was Chooks Okorafor went from left tackle to right tackle. Mm-hmm. And who stepped in at left tackle was Dan Moore. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the first time we've seen the combination like this. We've seen Chooks at left tackle, Dan Moore at right tackle. Correct. That was the OTA mini camp lineup that's what they did I mean we obviously shared that after the fact but that's what it was but all throughout training camp those guys have been in at left tackle mainly and when Dan was at right tackle you know that's how it was but we never saw where Dan was at left tackle and Chooks was back at his right tackle spot from a year ago so obviously this this is significant this has got a lot of people you know asking questions some people they they became more fearful of the offensive line because they're saying hey if you're yes. essentially you know 14 15 days away from game one and now we're playing musical chairs at our left and right tackle spot might be a little bit of an issue but don't worry Wes we got plenty of time don't worry bro we got plenty of time <laughs> that, we got plenty of time baby this to me Moti, it's a little peeving all right and I feel like hey listen I, I always preface this with I mean these guys Mike Tomlin 
Adrian Clem, like they they've forgotten more about football than I know. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I I always preface it with that because this is a family show and this is a Steelers show, but like that this is a a little perturbing to me. It felt like you know kind of like what we were talking about in the a little bit of what we were talking about in the last segment as of. It's not always just the best player who's the guy. Yeah, there's pot like if you want to air quote politics that go into this. Um, Motsi, I feel like there's been some of that going on with the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Whereas we've all been talking about for two weeks, Dan Moore looks like the best one out there. Mm-hmm. But but they but they they kept wanting it to be Chooks at left tackle. They kept mm-hmm. wanting it to be Zach Banner at right tackle. So let's get Dan Moore some work on. Okay, we'll get him some work on the right side. We'll do this and that. This I think shows now. There is a legitimate possibility that they believe that Dan Moore is the best left tackle on the roster, is the best tackle on the roster. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case now, you can't convince me that that wasn't the thought process two, three weeks ago. Like, it's not like it's changed that drastically. We. Mm-hmm. The offensive line, Motsi, which is the X factor for this team, which is, I mean, let's be honest, probably the least pedigree group on this team as well, too. Not that that means everything. Not that that is the end-all, be-all by any means. But it's certainly case least, part of the equation. You can make a case least pedigreed and least talented. Certainly part of the equation. To have what we perceived as the starting five, all training camp and preseason, only play two series together. Mm-hmm. And now you're doing all this shuffling just, what, 12 days away from opening kickoff. Again, I will no, 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 never— not, not 12. It's, I believe it's 11. It should be 11. Well, Sunday would have been, f- yeah, would have been oh, 13, yeah. 12, 11. You're right, yeah. eleven days. So I was like, I think we short a day now. <laughs> I was giving him an extra <laughs> yeah, day. Was saying, man, we, right, because I was counting game days. Yeah, game, I was saying, no, it's too late. <laughs> we there now, man. Again, I will never <laughs> pretend that I know what I'm talking about more than they do. But Mozi, this is perplexing. This is, I don't know if like annoying it's, is it's maybe frustrating. It's frustrating. It frustrating. That's the right way to put it. I just. Man, I don't know what they're doing there. And Banner's only played 12 snaps all preseason. And, and those five no, 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 only not, played not two even, series together. Not even 12 snaps. 12 snaps. Banner. It was 12 snaps total? Total. 12 snaps for Banner. In the two series, he had 12 snaps. I didn't even think snaps. it was that many snaps. 12. That's what Mark Caballi said. So I'm going to trust I'm gonna trust Kaboom's research. No, I, I trust him. I just didn't know. I, I, I knew it was two series. I didn't think so, they were that long. It's Gosh. like, man, we all, you know, we, we kind of felt like Chooks was one of the sure things coming into this season. And yes, he was switching positions, but at least he was a returning guy. You know what I know? You always laugh at me when I say that, but I want to say I not feel like a sure <laughs> thing in the sense that he was going to be a. a but but that we yeah. we felt like you know what? Okay, he's going to be the left tackle. Banner's going to be the right tackle. Trey Turner's going to be the right guard. Yeah. We got to figure out what's going. You know, we think it's going to be Dotson. We'll, we'll figure out what's going on right. at center. Mozi, this is still now six weeks, and this is a a carousel. It's concerning. It, like, I, I, if you're not concerned by this, if you don't think this offensive line could be the difference between this Steelers team winning eight games and winning eleven games, like, I, I don't know what to tell you. It is, it is a on our calm, concerned, worried, panicked. All right, I'm, I'm worried. I, I really am. I'm not panicked, and I won't be panicked until we get into the season and see how this actually plays out. But man, if you're not at least concerned, I, I think you're lying to yourself. I think you've got a big set of black and gold glasses on. Yeah, for me, man, I agree with everything you just said there. Um, at times, I kind of feel like my man Will Smith and I robot, <laughs> where he's just like, "Yo, we've been talking about this since OTAs, and everybody was still trying to tell me, no, no, it's good, that'll work out. This guy's a returning starter, and how many times will we come up here and say the same 
thing. And you'd be like, nah, man, we got a little comments. Like, who? Who's we? I, I, I speak French, but I'm not French right now. Like, oh, we, we. Like, we, we, we. There's no, no we. We not doing this, man. Oh, we yeah. speak French now, huh? So, so when I thought of that, it's just frustrating. Like you said, that now here we are 11 days away from kickoff. And the same conversations are being had. <laughs> the same uncertainties are very much still present. In fact, probably even more present now. Because at least before they moved Chooks to right tackle, whether it was for practice or not, you at least could believe the lie. You could at least believe that, hey, they said that he should be a better left tackle than right tackle. He projects to be a better left tackle than he does as a right tackle. And we're like, well, man, I thought he played good enough at right tackle for it to be his first year start. And I thought he would continue to improve. But it just seems like they didn't want to acknowledge that. They wanted to make this a belief that, hey, if we say it enough and we continue to put him out there, it's going to materialize. And when you think about the preseason, what do we say about the preseason? The reason why we don't really care about it is because you don't get to see your A-level players, right? It's usually backups and scrubs is how we like to describe them, right? (laughs) And just in a lighthearted sense, but that's how we view the preseason. But with that, that brings up concern when you say, okay, well, Arthur, why are you concerned about Chooks? I mean, you saw him in training camp, sure, so you know what, I'm biased. Take out the training camp. Let's just go to the two games that we saw him play in. And talk about his performance in those games versus those opponents in those games. It's not like you were playing against dogs out there. It was not Miles Garrett coming off the edge. It wasn't close to Miles Garrett coming off that edge. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> it was Bud even, Dupree coming off the edge. It wasn't even Brandon Graham coming off that edge. <laughs> so you can imagine. When I see a guy struggle on multiple occasions and I'm looking at the quality of opponent he's going against, not just in practice, because it's been practice reps that me and you, I've looked over to you at times and I'm like, that player right there should not be able to do that against this guy right here. Because yes. this guy is fringe NFL player, not even starter, NFL player. There was too many times you and I looked at each other during drills in training camp. And it was just a side-to-side look of it was, did you just see insert offensive lineman here get put on roller skates by insert defensive lineman here? It happened way too much. And and like you said, with certain people, if it's Alex Highsmith, Melvin Ingram, TJ, that's not going to phase us. We expect them to kick y'all butt. But it's other guys that were in that room where you're just like, they should never be able to win. I mean, as us, and it's I, one thing to lose a rep too, exactly. But to lose two, to, to lose three, right. To well, lose four, in the manner in which you in lose, in the it manner in which you lose. Just context, right? Going behind the scenes here, a couple guys that when they were young, they were in this category for us as outside linebackers, right? I'm talking about Chris Hubbard. I'm talking about Matt Filer, and we've had these conversations, right? But when they were young and they were still developing, we had a rule that. It wasn't okay to just beat them. They shouldn't be able to land a – they shouldn't be able to put fingers on you. Like, that's how clean it should be versus them at that time because we felt we were that much advanced. Sure. You're talking like four years right. ago. Yeah. And that's how it was. Now, they caught up and they grew, and obviously sure. they both went and you, got paid handsome. Yeah, you've and seen And super yeah. happy for them yeah. because of that. But that was the mindset. That was how it was supposed to be. And when I see Chooks – at times, and some of these other linemen at times mm-hmm. in practice versus some of those caliber players, and is not as decisive as that. 
at times it's 50-50 or even 60-40 for the other guy. Yeah. That's why my concern has been this way the whole time. That's why it's hard when people are like, oh, well, it'll get fixed. Ben will make him right. I'm like, if it was just one player, sure, Ben can make that one guy right. But I'm like, yo, it's not just one player. It's not. And he has to do this for 17-plus games. I, again, I don't know how you're not concerned about this. I got a caller on 970 uh, yesterday, and we're talking about how, you know, the Steelers' offensive lines, like the two Super Bowls that Ben's won, mm-hmm. the offensive line play has not been so great. And that's and that's, that's a point that a, I think a few people have made, you know, that, hey, the Steelers had this great offensive line. They had A.B., they had Lev Bell. They still weren't able to get it done. Maybe this is just the recipe. You have the running back. You have the defense, right? Because the they bring up, was it, 08, right? Or, or yes. was it 10? Whichever well, one see, it was. people have tried to bring up both. And here's the thing. The 08 offensive line is, yes, famously Ben Roethlisberger stood on the podium with the Lombardi Trophy and said, hey, offensive line, who's laughing now? Because that offensive line was ripped on and made fun of so much that season. Maybe that's an okay example. 2005, Arthur Motes, they did have this guy named Alan Fanica paving the way, okay? Oh, I might have heard of that guy. And so I think to what you just alluded to, if you have one weakness on the offensive line, maybe two spots where you don't feel you're exactly varsity level, if you've got some studs, you've got some all pros, you you've got some vet, you can make up for it. Again, you and I have discussed this. Offensive line, it's like the only unit in the National Football League where the whole can be greater than the sum of its parts. Mm-hmm. You can't say that about any other position group. About any other position group, you got to have the talent, you got to have the dudes. With an offensive line, those five, if they can come together, if they can develop, they can play above their head. They really can. But Motsi, I don't think that's possible when you've got. Five question marks across the offensive line. And you know what's funny in all this? To start camp, to start the preseason games, Dotson was the guy we were talking about. Yeah. Dotson was the one we were asking questions about. Now, Motsi, three weeks later, I think he's the one I'm most confident in. Mm-hmm. Well, and the thing, too, with it's, Dotson, it's, right? It's just been a lot of moving parts, and you don't want that at that position group. Absolutely. Nor some of those critical positions like left tackle. Yeah. Or even right tackle. I mean, those are very, very significant. I mean, we talk about it in the NFL right now. You need quarterback, you need left tackle, you need a pass rusher, and you need a cornerback. Yeah. Like, that's got to kind of be the skeleton of your team. And we're, as Moats pointed out, 11 days away from the start of the regular season, and we're still working in different people at left tackle. That's that's not a place you want to be. Yes, yeah, There's not. no way to put lipstick on that pig, Arthur yeah. Moats. And, you know, to keep it – from completely being, oh, it's doom and gloom, doom and gloom, because that's not where we're going No, it's with not this. completely doom and gloom. We're, it's just not encouraging. Right. We just acknowledge that this is a significant red flag. and On a team that has a lot of other things correct. going in its favor. Correct. Moving in the right direction. And the O-line as a whole could be legitimately be the difference between them winning eight games and them winning double-digit games. That's that's it's exactly that, where like, I'm at. That's how significant it is. And when you're talking about that, why is that important? Well, hey, we said last year was 10-win teams that did not make the playoffs mm-hmm. last year. So to think that, oh, well, eight, nine, no, we'll be all right. Nope. No, that's not all right. <laughs> so you're going to need to have those double-digit Ten win wins. Ten-win team missed the playoffs Absolutely, last year, and man. that was still with 16 games. Absolutely, man. Yeah. So for me, like that's what I think of. And I also just think of seven, right? I don't, I'm not concerned about seven's elbow, but I think of the knee. I think of how when the fit bend, the better shape than TB12 and all Slim that. Slim bend. 
the one thing that they still said was that the knees. They said that it doesn't matter how much weight he loses, that's always going to be a factor now. So you might be able to move, and that's fine. But how often until one of sure. those guys – that's the thing that I think of. Just, I'm just like, ge- all if, it takes is them doing that. Even <laughs> if Ben was 26 years old right. and had a clean bill of health, mm-hmm. you still don't want your quarterback getting hit. I mean, as but Joe es- Burrow. But, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But especially when your quarterback's 39 years old and, you know, is a guy who has stood in the pocket and taken a lot of hits and a lot of lumps in his career. It's, again, Motsi, I think that's the best way to describe it. Yeah. This is not like I, I do not want to make it seem like it's all doom and gloom, mm. and I think the Steelers are, are destined to have a really disappointing season yeah. or anything like that. But I think that there's a chance if we look back on this season and we're saying what if, right? Mm-hmm. If this team goes nine and eight and just misses the playoffs, and we're saying what if, I think that that what if is going to be about the offensive line. What if they would have just been a little bit better? But Wes, you said it's not doom and gloom. You've given us all this negative information. Hey, Wes, what should we do, Wes? What should we do going forward? Here's what we should do. We should go on Madden. Uh Uh-oh. Okay? And we should trade for Ronnie Stanley Jr. <laughs> we should trade for David Bakatari. All right, no, he's on the pup list. All no, right, wh- what you need to do is go to create a player mode, all right? Create a player called Wesley Motes. We should trade for Tristan right. Wirfs, Wesley Motes. Wesley Motes and Arthur Euler. They Let's play left and right Nelson. tackle. All right. All right. <laughs> hey, what's the center from the New Orleans Saints? Let's get him on the line, too. Man. Honestly, the way I see this thing playing out, though, and this is largely going to be Banner's health. Uh, that's that is that you know what that, I'm glad you yeah. said that because we haven't really talked about that. That is a big X factor in all this. If Banner's healthy, Andy is as good as we think he can be. You have him at right. I think you go Dan more early at left. And the reason why I say you can go Dan early at left, I know in the past you might have heard me say, hey, it's hard to go with the young guy and then switch back to a veteran player. That is the case when it is legit veteran players, proven players, pro bowlers, all pros, guys with, you know, five, six, seven years in. Not a shot at Chooks, but Chooks is young. Chooks hasn't earned that right just yet, and similar to Dan Moore. So, honestly, I look at that left tackle position the same way I look at the center position of you ride hot hand. I don't care which combination that is, and I don't care if you flipping it every game. It could be Dan Moore week one, but say week two, you don't like how Dan was practicing, and Chooks practice well, go Chooks. Like, until one of those guys – takes that position because with Dan and this isn't his fault but because of how they handled the competition the same way I said I don't feel like Presley won that job on the field over Barry I don't feel that Dan won that job on the field because of Chooks like right because of just how they handled the competition like I said there's nothing that he did wrong but I don't think any of us would sit here and say, yeah, he was 100% the better player the whole time. We thought it could get to that, but we just didn't get a chance to see enough of it in-game versus equal equal caliber opponents. Yes. So when I think of that, I'm just like, man, rotate those guys, man. Whoever you think is the hot hand, whoever's playing better, you go with that guy. Now, I don't want to rotate in between series per se, Agreed. but game to game, I'm completely fine with that. And I've seen scenarios where it's worked out like that as well. Let me ask you this. It, it feels like, and health considered, right? And in, in this hypothetical here, like 
Chooks is healthy, Zach Banner's healthy, Dan Moore's junior is healthy. It feels like Motsi, like like Zach Banner is probably right now the best out of those three. Mm-hmm. I mean, he won the battle against against Chooks last year in training. And when we camp. say the best though, this is my other thing, right? He's simply the best because he's more mystery. It's more of a mystery with him. Whereas with Chooks and with Dan, we've at least seen more. Hmm. So to me, that doesn't make me feel confident that he's necessarily the no, best. No, 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 it's no. just in the sense that I haven't just seen his negative yet. Everybody but, has a negative. Sure, we just sure. haven't seen his but yet. Here's what here's what I meant with that. It, it is when then I, I start to think that right and I think about okay they've they've had Dan Moore Jr. work both sides they've had Chooks work both sides why not with Zach Banner is it and then I start to think and again you could tell me if I'm going too far here and this is the fan side of me that gets that get that, that starts to panic right not the analyst media side who should be unbiased and unshaken but then I start to think the reason that they're not giving Zach Banner an opportunity to get that left tackle, right? He beat out Chooks last year. Dan Moore Jr. is the younger guy. They're both kind of moving around. Why isn't Banner getting a shot at the left side if there's a legitimate possibility that he might be the best tackle on the roster? I- I'm concerned about his health in that regard. Like, I- I'm thinking in my mind that they are worried that he doesn't stay healthy enough so we can't depend on him to be the guy on the left side because he's going to be missing games, missing practice that kind of stuff. Any any truth to that possibility, or am I just doing the, the worried fan thing? No, you're halfway there. Halfway there in the sense of injury concern, absolutely. But the injury concern of how you're, like, drawing it up, mm-hmm. that's the part where it's not the same. The injury concern is there because he's coming back from that ACL injury. Yes. And he hasn't been able to do back-to-back practices yet. So the injury concern is how healthy – are you right now regardless of can you or can you not stay healthy going forward where are you currently and until a guy is 100 back from the previous injury you don't want them to try to pick up a new position or learn something else while they're trying to rehab you sure, want to make it as like simple and as on, folk yeah, right yeah so that's why i think they've operated with him exclusively at right tackle but the injury part like i said that part is very true though they, I, I don't know if they're as confident in him right now just because of his progression. Most of the time, if a guy gets hurt week one of a year ago, you assume that he's back by training camp full go. Right. You think Devin Bush, right? Devin Bush is further along in his recovery than Zach, and Devin's did his after Zach. Right. Like but that's five just five weeks. Right. After. But yeah. that's the just the body it heals differently. Absolutely. It's no and, rhyme you know, or reason to it. Might, for, for, for a big man like Zach Banner, who's got some more weight, you know, put yeah. some more, it might take a little more time than, than someone who's a little bit lighter like Seriously, so it's just like it's so much that plays yeah. into that. So I think that the injury part is very accurate, but not in that full sense of why they want to put him over there. It's just he's still getting back, but he's not where they thought he would be right now. And mm-hmm. I'm sure where he thought he would be. Because I know from conversations that we had, he thought that he should be good to go right now. Even Devin Bush says similar things. But we can watch when we watch those guys, and obviously we've had the luxury of some behind the scenes. Yeah, you can just tell, it's like all right, it's getting there, but we know all right, it's going to take a little bit longer. It does, and and you know, there's there's been some guys that I think have, have skewed that for us, just because like not everybody's Adrian Peterson. Correct. Right? <laughs> I think yes. Adrian Peterson yes. that one year like made everybody think like oh well now ACLs I mean, are just like back six from months an injuries. ACL and won an MVP, and they're like bro, he played running back, and he How came back from that? an ACL tear like it, like in, in the final month 10, of this year, yeah. like yeah, and like in it was like, like late, October late in or November, year, man. yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it's. Everybody heals differently. Everybody's body in that regard differently. And 
I mean, it's it's unfortunate, but with, with yeah. rehab and time, those are kind of the only things. But that does that does make more sense the the way you lay it out. Uh, but I'd I'd be interested to hear from the people too, Motsi. Well, I want to know if there is where are they at on the calm, concerned, worried. So what we're panic gonna do scale. though is this, man. We're gonna go to break right here. But when we come back, man, we're definitely gonna read off some of these tweets, man, because we know we've had a good amount of them coming in throughout today's show. So when we get back, all right, let us know your thoughts, comments, concerns on this tackle situation. I don't even want to call it left tackle or right yeah. tackle. It's just the tackle, the tackle situation. situation. <laughs> Along with some of these cuts that we have talked about earlier in the show, man. Hit us up at Dabody52. Dabody. And at Wesley Euler. The good head. This is Motes and Euler on SNR.